1: Sounds like somebody's got a case of the mundus.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, remember, uh, a couple of, uh, weeks ago when, uh, I called your wife, the C word multiple times and said she faked cancer. Okay. Well now you, you got to like me now. Sorry. You have to, you got to support me now. That's the, these are the rules. <laughs> this is, it really is amazing. Okay. um, I was not at WBT during the 2016 election cycle. I was up in Asheville, and uh, I was doing afternoons up there. I did afternoons for almost 10 years up there. Uh, loved my time there. And uh, during the 2016 election cycle, I, uh, I was a vocal opponent in the GOP primary of Donald Trump. I did not want to see him be the nominee for the party um, I expected the polling to be accurate, uh, that he would likely lose to Hillary Clinton. And so uh, I was trying to warn all of the uh, the people I could, all of the folks in the audience, trying to warn them off of nominating Donald Trump. Of course, by the time it came around to North Carolina, the a lot of the candidates had dropped out. A lot of the Republican candidates had dropped out. I initially was a Rand Paul supporter. I, I wanted to see Rand Paul Uh, win that nomination Uh, but he dropped out pretty early Um, so then by the time it came to North Carolina you'll recall it was just uh, Donald Trump Ted Cruz Marco Rubio was on the ballot but he had already dropped out and uh, or suspended his campaign as uh, Ron DeSantis did yesterday Sunday and oh sorry also John Kasich who, if I remember correctly, his father was a uh, worked for the post office. I think that's, yeah, I think I remember hearing that story like once or a million times during that campaign. So uh, when I look at the 2016 race, I see essentially the same sort of dynamic uh, developing over the last few months, which is uh, Ron DeSantis as the Ted Cruz in the analogy, Nikki Haley as the John Kasich, and, of course, Donald Trump as himself. Um, I argued with people, knocked down, drag out fights, made all of my arguments against Donald Trump during that time frame. And I can tell you that, like, after the election, if you go and you uh, uh, if you go back and pull the data from the North Carolina Republican primary, you'll see uh, a big blotch in the uh, the Western North Carolina area where Trump carried all of the counties, you know, all of the precincts. He won everything all around the area except for the listening area of the radio station I worked at, WWNC. That went for Ted Cruz. That was as much as I could do. (laughs) That was it. And so uh, I relied on the polls coming up in the general election and the polls were wrong. Right. Uh, And Hillary Clinton didn't go to Wisconsin among other problems, not the least of which is that she was Hillary Clinton. Um, But Trump wins. And that's why I don't make any more election predictions, because you're you're trusting polls. And unless you're going to go deep diving on every single poll, like, for example, there's one that's out there now. I saw several of them actually over the last uh, I want to say two months or so uh, about independence and how are they going to break. And I've seen some that put Trump ahead among independents. I see some polls that have Trump and Biden tied among independents. But when you start looking at the people that they're asking these questions of, you realize very quickly the problem with the polls, which, by the way, still get factored into all of the averages, all of the you know the 538s and the real clear politics and all that stuff, which is they're asking registered voters, registered independent voters, who they like better. And that doesn't matter. A registered voter doesn't tell you what you need to know if you're trying to make predictions. Because a registered voter might not vote. In fact, probably won't. Just being registered, that doesn't mean anything. Because all that means is you could have gone to your DMV, gotten a driver's license, and they signed you up to vote. And then you get a call on a survey and you answer the survey, but you don't vote. You need to look at likely voters. Right? People who have voted in the last one or two presidential cycles, even better, A voters, who are people who vote in primaries, who vote in off year local elections. Right? You want those uh, hardcore uh, A voters. The B voters are the ones that show up just on like presidential years and such. So, this is the problem with using polls to predict outcomes, especially when you get far. Out, right? When you're looking a year in advance and you're like, oh, well, the polls show this. True, but the polls also showed that uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis were very close in March, in February of 2023, so a year ago. And then, of course, stuff happens, specifically the indictments. I've been saying this for months, which is like the indictments created a rally around the martyr rally around the victim kind of mindset. And that is what apparently Republican voters and more importantly, I would suspect the donors who fund these campaigns in the early stages. uh, They've all decided that uh, that's the most important thing. That's what that's, that's it. It's the indictments. It doesn't matter. The conservative policy doesn't matter. If somebody delivers on the things that you have claimed, you wanted a an elected official to deliver on it doesn't matter what the guys uh, or candidates uh, ethics are none of that matters and i've been saying that by the way since 2016 that none of this matters it doesn't like you you've you've abdicated any kind of ethical high road republicans just just a heads up even and i don't say this to put people down i'm not saying it to insult folks i'm not trying to stir the pot i'm not saying this to you know uh, to get cloud or to ch- uh, to to uh, to get followers or to to get people angry so they call in. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that because this is what I've been saying since 16. I've only been back at BT since 21. So going on my third year here, or back because I was here for like 12 years prior to my timeout. Um, The point is the larger point is that there are a lot of grifters inside conservative media, and they will tell you what they need to tell you in order to keep the money flowing. There are a lot of grifters inside the never Trump world. Um, they used to be Republicans. They turned into anti-Trump and then anti-Republican grifters that, uh, keep their gravy train flowing by milking donations and support and followers and web clicks and such. Uh, they, they they milk Democrats for that. Specifically, I'm talking about folks like the Lincoln Project. They're really the most egregious example. I used to respect, uh, to some degree, Rick Wilson, Tom Nichols, uh, those types of guys, and uh, no longer. they th- Trump broke their brains. Um, by the way, Trump has broken people's brains in favor of him as well. They cannot see anything else through the prism of Donald Trump, and everything is a is a TIV manifestation. TIV is the tendency for interpersonal victimhood. I've talked about this for years as well. It's a mindset that afflicts a lot of, particularly young people, but a, a lot of people on the left. At least historically, that's where it was really most prevalent. To see themselves as the oppressed and the victims in all scenarios. And once you start seeing yourself and all people through that prism, it is very, very difficult to break that habit. And my fear is that that's the way a lot of people in the Republican Party now view themselves and Donald Trump as the perpetual victims. For example, today, the judge in uh, the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial, the judge delayed the uh, trial today until tomorrow. And it prompted the reactions from, uh, well, here's one from uh, Johnny Maga, calling it election interference. Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman, rumored now to be a vice presidential pick for Trump. We'll see about that. Um, she says this is blatant election interference. Joe Biden and his Democrat cronies are the true threats to democracy. Trump 2024. Laura Loomer, who is a lunatic and a paid uh surrogate by the Trump campaign who accused Casey DeSantis of faking of cancer and all of that. Um, uh, Once oh, I have a, yeah, after DeSantis bowed out, she said, um, DeSantis is done. Uh, he is termed out as governor. It's a bad look for him to be included back in the fold. There's nothing MAGA about him. Some of us worked way too hard to watch Rand DeSantis get, Ron DeSantis get off easy. He needs to be condemned and forgotten. His supporters should humble themselves, Vote for Trump. Be grateful for President Trump. DeSantis is a globalist. He needs to be kept as far away as possible from the Trump campaign. He can't ever be allowed another chance. So this is Scorched Earth Tactics from Laura uh, Loomer. Sorry. Um, So the actual story is that Trump's attorney, uh, her parents got COVID, and she was running a fever today, as was one of the jurors, apparently, also got COVID. So she asked for... A one-day adjournment. Trump's own lawyer asked for the adjournment. But for grifters, nothing is ever Trump's fault. And I'm not saying this is Trump's fault, obviously. It's COVID-related. They they got sick. His lawyer got sick, and so she asked for a day postponement. But this this immediate rush to frame yourself as this weak victim, and that's what you're doing, by the way. (laughs) I'm getting picked on. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, leveling the worst allegations against other people. Looking forward, I am just, I am really curious how you intend to win people back. Because the people that left you um, after 2020, I'm not sure Joe Biden being terrible as he is. I'm not sure that that's enough. I'm not. I, I don't know. We're going to find out. I'm not making any predictions. I'm just saying I haven't seen any kind of persuasive effort launched to try to win back people that abandoned the Trump train in 2020. Cause that's what we're going to get. We're getting the geriatric rematch. Got a message here from Ben. Ben writes in Pete, do you think now with it being just Nikki and Nikki Haley and Donald Trump, um, that he will debate her? Because something could be made of it to say that he's scared to debate a woman. If not, just curious on how you would take it. Um, I don't anticipate Trump or Biden debating anybody. Because they already decided that they were not going to debate. And they, they were rewarded for it. So I keep talking about this. Look at incentives the incentives are aligned with them not debating. So they're both going to run essentially basement campaigns with some rallies and some appearances in front of their supporters, and that's it. That's what that, that's what we're going to have now for the next eight, nine months. We'll see if it works. I have no idea. We're in uncharted territory here, I think. I don't anticipate any debates. Why would they? Incentives. And this explains... What I was talking about in the first segment with the grifters, the incentive structure is all aligned for what we are seeing. And and by the way, that also explains why Trump racked up all of the establishment endorsements that he has. He is the establishment now. MAGA is the establishment. The death knell is Haley's campaign, which we're going to find out probably tomorrow. Right. She's, she's not going to be able to pull that out. I'm not making a prediction. I'm just saying that it looks like that. It really does look that way. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in waynesville and always at carolina veteran owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out i talk about incentives and i talk about the incentive structure that you know is built into politics but also media so uh i told you about my experience in 2015, 2016 during the uh, the Republican primary, and I told you that I told you that story, not in order to rile up Trump supporters. Which, by the way, I don't view all Trump supporters the same. Like I don't I don't cast a sort of a a blanket uh, description or understanding of every single person that voted for Trump. That's that's insane because everybody is different. Everybody has their own reasons for voting for him. Um, I also don't have sort of a blanket understanding or assumption about everybody that votes against Donald Trump. I don't it people make their own choices and that's fine now there I have encountered people obviously on you know being in talk radio for as long as I have been that are rabid on either side of the uh, spectrum uh they're 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 just sort of, you know, off the deep end and they do great damage to a lot of the other people that are of a like mind. Um, your, your, your people who are, uh, you know, the, the, the classic example of this was sort of the 4chan people with all the frog memes and stuff in 2016, use of the word cuck all the time, constant uh, the badgering and the belittling and the personal attacks and the doxing and the swatting and like, all of this stuff that a lot of the, the worst elements of the Trump camp uh, not the Trump, camp- it's not his campaign, but Trump supporters, the worst elements, right? People then associate all Trump supporters with those bad actors. And that's not fair to all of those other Trump supporters. That being said, um, there are there's a lot of nastiness inside Trump world, right? The nicknames, the personal insults. Uh, against people's family members and that came directly from Donald Trump and that is a tone that is set from the top down and his followers his his fans love it and so it's uh, it's more it's more like cheering on a football game right that's that's what it is more like it reminds me a lot of just cheering on a team it doesn't matter what your team does Right? If, it's, if there's a, a foul called on a play, you're going to groan and yell and scream at the refs because that's your team. And that's not how I approach politics or policy. It never has been. I look for issues, and I, I support candidates that are aligned with me on issues. And if I can't find candidates in a particular race that are not aligned with me on issues, I don't vote for them. And I say all of this to tell you that My incentives are probably aligned to go all in for Donald Trump now, and I won't be doing so. And that's not an insult to anybody, not to you. If you support Trump, it's not an insult to you or anybody else. I'm allowed to make my own decisions, and I have never voted for Donald Trump, and I'm not going to start now. And there isn't anything, by the way, you can save like the, the attempts at persuasion because they didn't work in 2016. Uh, they didn't work in 2020, and they're they're darn sure not going to work now. Um, and so I will likely do what I did last time, which is to leave it blank, leave the race blank. That's my protest vote. And I'm free to do that, in a, particularly in a state like North Carolina, where the Republican candidate always carries it. Besides, I've been informed reliably by a lot of, again, the worst actors inside Trump world uh, that they don't want my vote. They don't need it. They've got plenty of votes. They're going to win back all the independents, all the suburban moms that they lost. They're going to bring them all back. Everybody's going to realize that Biden is terrible. They're going to bring. They're going to get all those voters back, which fine. So I'm just an observer from the outside now. I don't want either of these geriatrics to win. Um, so I, I'm just observing, knowing, knowing. And I told my. Uh, when I was in Asheville, I told my boss. I w- we had an explicit conversation about this at the time. During the primary I said I'm going hard against Donald Trump and I know the audience is more for Trump than not and I run the risk of losing my job over this. And he said no you won't lose your job I said don't don't say that because you don't know that. Like if if my ratings tank I'm out of a job. And I'm okay with that. I was okay with it in 2016. I was okay with it in 2020. I'm still okay with it. Because I know that content is king. And as long as I do the show that I've been doing, I will be successful. You know, how I know that. Because I was. Because I was. I, w- I have been. Despite what the lefties on Twitter <laughs> would have you believe. Like, oh, look at that. He went from Charlotte to Asheville. And now back in Charlotte. But also, before I came back here did my own podcast, and was self-sufficient on it. I made as much money doing my own business as a podcast than I, as I made in Asheville. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So my incentives probably should align me to jumping on the Trump train, but I will tell you I'm not going to because I haven't before. But I will treat him fairly, and sometimes that might anger Trump supporters, and sometimes that might anger Trump detractors. But I, I feel like I've been doing that for the last eight years. <laughs> so there's really no change. I'm not changing any of my approach to any of this. I preferred Ron DeSantis. I preferred he be the nominee because he delivered on policies that I wanted to see delivered on. That was why and and I don't have I don't have to uh, to love the guy's speeches. I don't have to. Um, I don't have to try and defend everything he says. Okay, well, he endorsed Trump. Guess what? I don't have to. I don't have to. And and I never even endorsed Ron DeSantis. I said, I prefer him in the field. I would prefer he be the candidate. So now we got Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. Nikki Haley represents to me the last bit of sort of the Bush era neocon uh, uh, wing of the Republican Party. That Ron DeSantis offered a break from. And he offered them. I mean think about this too. DeSantis as a candidate offered that wing of the party. Somebody that was not Trump. But somebody who, was, who was, may have been able to beat him. At least before the indictments came down. And what did what did that wing of the party do? They did the same thing that the Jeb folks did in 2016. right? They poured all that money into attacking Marco Rubio. Ted Cruz, right? They, they made the same. They made the same play. They're idiots. <laughs> They're just idiots. So, I don't know. Maybe Nikki Haley pulls it out tomorrow. We're gonna find out. I'll give you some of the reaction from um, from around the, the political universe, including uh, a potential entry for this week's uh, Dumbass of the Week, which then, of course, goes into the running for Dumbass of the Year for the twenty twenty four Dumbassery Awards. All right, let's go over here to the phones. Here's Jimmy. Welcome to the program. Hello, Jimmy. What's up?
1: Hey, Pete. Hey. Uh, big fan of yours. Uh, listen all the time. Always respect your opinions on things. I think what you um, what you articulated today, or just what you were just talking about, that you will vote for neither candidate or not support Trump, is, is really disappointing to hear from someone who spends every day, you know, correctly railing against the policies of the left. Because mm-hmm. I, I think by... It's not like by not choosing a side that there's somehow going to be this magic third option that none of these knuckleheads wins, but one of them is going to be president. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's obviously this lesser of two evils thing. And I think by, you know, advocating and just saying you're not going to support Trump, if it's a binary choice, which it is, it's not. Um, it, it's just, well, it, well, if, if you think a third party has the chance to, to win, then I would say it's not. That doesn't look likely. Sure, if a third party gets momentum and everyone gets behind that, and that's where you're going to put your support... I could respect that, but I think if it comes down to both of these guys, you're, you're just, you're, it, it, it doesn't seem, I don't know how you can continue to sort of do everything you do, which is great, and then just say it, but I'm not, because it is a team, like you were saying, it's a team sport. It is, if Trump wins versus Biden, you're going to, everything will skew more conservative, more right. You might not, li- I don't like the guy, but it's just, it's a bigger. Why do you think it
0: just, skews, I, why do you think it skews more right?
1: Well, because you've got one branch of the government that will be run by somebody who skews more right than Joe Biden, and there's enormous power and leverage by having the presidency filled by somebody who's not a leftist.
0: So he said, "All right, so um, you realize, like, uh, and I'm not trying to relitigate all of the 2015 elections or anything, but uh, or 2016 election, but um, I mean, he he was a Democrat for his like entire life. Um, he's a populist, right? So." the yep. the stuff that he did as president uh, the only thing that i uh, i appreciated was that he farmed out the uh, uh the judges to the federalist society um, but even afterwards now like he blames the pro lifers for his, for the election losses um and he ran up what 8 trillion dollars in new spending uh the covid response and the
1: oh there's yeah, there's uh, so... There's a lot so, not to like about Donald Trump. That, right, so, right. so that, There's a so, ton not to like about him, I and mean, there's, there's some things mm-hmm, policy not to like, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, I hate to say it, but it's the lesser of two evils for sure.
0: It's still evil, you're then. You're not
1: going to get... I'm sorry?
0: It's still evil, then.
1: But you got... One of them is going to be in. So you got to throw...
0: True, one of, the of them is going like, to be... That is true. One of them is going to be in, and so it's sort of like if I'm watching... If I'm watching a, a game... We use the sports analogy. And I don't like either of the teams. I don't have to watch the game. That is also a choice. What, so the I. I re, so but I, but I so here's the problem, Jimmy, there. I reject the premise of your assertion that it is a binary choice. And I always have that. Oh, I have always rejected that that, that binary choice because it's not true. I have oh. other choices. I can write people in. I can vote for a third party or I cannot vote at all.
1: Well, I think, that you know, I've always, there's, in my lifetime, I've always wished that one of these third parties would have had enough momentum where they actually had a shot to win. And if some, something gains steam, you, you and it's a good option, mm-hmm. I'll be right there with you. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, the reality of the situation is that it's going to be one of these two guys. And I, I don't think it's a, I just don't think this idea that I'm going to sit it out is, there is such a thing as a lesser of two evils. And I would think that's still thing, evil. I hear you talk about every day that I think that, you know, that you're, you know, genuinely, you will be more pleased with a Trump presidency than with four more years of Biden. And I don't know
0: the the matter. last one didn't end so well. I wasn't pleased with the way the first term ended. Not pleased with the idea of a lame duck walking in the door at eighty plus years old. Not 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 enthusiastic about that.
1: Well, if you can say that that is equally as displeasing as four years of Joe Biden, then absolutely. Then if it's a mm-hmm. complete draw for you in mm-hmm. those two things, then. Maybe you could say that, but it doesn't seem consistent with what I hear from you. Yeah,
0: well, no, because the down-ballot races, I will be voting in. See, the down-ballot races, I will, I, I believe, are even more important now. That's where I'm going to focus, is on the down-ballot. Because those down-ballot races are even more important no matter who gets in there. Because we have seen, as Trump tried with the amnesty that he attempted at the very beginning of his first term, he will flapping the wind, and he will go along with somebody that offers him a deal. And my concern is that the House and Senate get flipped as well. That's my main concern, because if that happens, and Trump drags down all of the down-ballot races, and, and we end up with the uh, Democrat control of House and Senate, Supreme Court's gone. And that doesn't matter who's in the executive branch. <laughs>